Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately, or in some cases, fortunately, only had one season. But today we were doing our supplemental summer episodes, The Hills New Beginnings, The Hills Have Size, Le um, where we are recapping the amazingness that is the Hills New Beginnings. Uh, to, I'm your host, Frank Pesnick III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today we're discussing episode four, not to eavesdrop, but to eavesdrop ellipsis. Yeah. Um, and because we just recorded a week ago, um, we just have a teeny bit of house cleaning. As I've said previously, I'm not going to read the Twitter from my live tweeting um, and other responses to that. So you guys are just going to have to get on Twitter and read this for yourself. Um, but uh, Heather tweeted us on July 9th, and she tweeted the OK Magazine article where Spencer goes on the wacky Twitter rant, which was really good. You guys should read it if you haven't. Um, Mallory at Mallory YEC19 said, catching up on your new Hills recaps, episode two, and the debunking and criticism are my favorite and why I've been listening for the last three years. Love this show and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Mallory. We appreciate you and we appreciate Aww. that. Thank you. Uh, also, in honor of, and this is awesome, Mallory. Also, in honor of the show, I've been rewatching all seasons and listening to your original Hills recaps. Those episodes hold up and are still so funny. So, again, thank you so much. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, Chris M, Math C1, tweeted us and said, just listen to the latest podcast and love it as always. I'm really living for Frank live tweeting when the episode airs. Hashtag The Hills New Beginning. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to continue to keep it up. Um, he also said, oh, my other favorite thing is that we are calling the podcast The Hills Have Size Ledoux, <laughs> which credit to Meredith, I'm loving it as well. Um, I also texted Frank in the middle of this episode of The Hills, not only because I was bored and wanting to chat with him about it, but because his live tweets are fire and I love them. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's fun. And it actually makes the episode go by a lot faster, especially when a week like this, where it was kind of a boring episode. Um, yeah. And Mallory said, has also said, uh, whatever filler filter they are using on this show is making every girl's blonde hair look so damn yellow and brassy, Heidi's especially. And I tweeted her back and said that they should use the filter they use on Beverly Hills to make everyone's hair like purple pink. And that would totally take care of the problem. Um, and she said, yes, this is supposed to be the same production team, but it's still so bad. Even though it's more high def or whatever, I think the original series was shot better. Um, I agree. Uh, Mallory said, I also said, she, I think Caitlin, Brandon, and Ashley are the best parts of The Hills New Beginnings for sure. Um, she said, sorry for all the ads. I'm just catching up now. And I said, oh, please, we love hearing from you guys. Tweet us Anytime, day or night, whenever, as much as you want, we love it. Um, and then Chris replied and said, don't forget Misha. And, she, and Mallory said, of course, she's legit. Disappeared in this third ep, and it definitely did not have enough of her this time. Uh, she said, I am too upset. I too am obsessed with her voice and her, in quotes, accent. I think her parents are British, and I, she grew up in London, question mark. But that with her huskiness is amazing. Um, she also said, I saw the beret and legit had to pause and rewind. I mean, you have to do that when you see a patent leather beret. Heather says, a girl in cookie tweeted us and said, the um, Oz, age Z, bad decision song is good. The lead singer is giving me James Kennedy vibes in the video when he's laying on the ground with his contacts in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, Mallory said, um, oh, and then she tweeted out, um, uh, she tweeted us because she was tweeting out the unre unwritten remix. And Lou, Loose Intervention, tweeted us and said, I went to L.A. this past spring, and the tequila in a ceramic white bottle with blue paint was in every bar I went to, and I went to every bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. And then that's it. And then it goes into my, um, live tweeting. So we're good. That's Twitter. Wonderful. And I tweeted about it, but I am going to get us a bottle of that. It just needs to happen. Oh, faux show. Yeah. We'll, we'll just get that done. Um, so the other thing unrelated or house cleaning ish, I actually don't have any research to catch up on. Um, from last week, I did listen to Prattcast. Yes, which I was going morning. to tonight, and then I I didn't, so I don't have a valid excuse other than so I. So you actually didn't miss much this week, and I think it's also because not that much. She wasn't really in this week's episode, so there wasn't a lot for her to like rebut or discuss. Um, and the guest was Brandon Lee, so oh. I thought. I thought that was interesting, and he was a pretty good guest. Stephanie sounded particularly not sober. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know what she was on, but she genuinely sounded pretty loopy. And so, Brandon said something to the effect of, "You know, Stephanie, you actually seemed hurt when Audrina and Justin were spending time together." And she said something. Like, oh, Brandon, you would come on my show and try and dredge up stuff and just like wasn't making a ton of sense. And so then all of a sudden they took a commercial break and Stephanie hardly spoke for like the next 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. So it was like a conversation between Wells and Brandon Lee. And I'm wondering if Wells told her to be quiet. Uh, It's possible, although I feel like he's tried to tell her to be quiet before and it didn't take. So I don't know why it would take this time. I don't know. But then when Brandon left the episode, um, Wells said, Stephanie, do you have any more questions? And she said, yeah, did you have fun filming? That was her only question. Oh, oh, well, the other thing you did find, and I'm going to post it right now to Twitter, um, is that article about the Pratt family. Yes. I mean, the Stephanie, like that was amazing. Yes. So I, that is the research that I really have been trying to do and wanted to drop in this episode. Now that we've seen Spencer's mother and I've done some digging about the Pratt family, I was really hoping I would have some great dish about them. Um, and I'm getting there. It's coming together. But right now, all I know is that his mother's name is Janet. She once upon a time had an active Twitter and a lot of it is retweeted. Oh, she did? Yeah, a lot of it was retweeting Spencer and Heidi when they were on Celebrity Big Brother and stuff. Which well, is not. But did you, because did you watch Celebrity Big Brother? No. They get points and bonus and stuff like for right. tweets. So, like, I'm sure he was like, Mom, like, tweet this. Right. So it's not exactly what I expected of Spencer's parents at least, you know, what I've made up about them in my own mind. She was also on, um, is it the Hollywood medium? That blonde guy? Ugh, Tyler, what the fuck? Yeah. She was on that with Heidi and Spencer. She was? Yeah. And I didn't know that. I hate him, but I guess I'm going to have to go find the episode now and watch it. Yeah. I think there are some clips on the daily mail or something. I didn't have time to watch them yet, but she was there. Tyler Henry. Tyler Henry. Yes. And Spencer's father, his name is William. He's a dentist in Santa Monica. Well, I knew that, but he's like a celebrity, like veneers dentist. He's a, I mean, he's a DDS in like a nice professional building, but it's not like William Pratt dentistry or anything like that. 
Oh, because I was always getting the impression that he was like a celebrity dentist and was doing like $100,000 veneers and all that stuff. So I thought that too. And the only review of him is by a dad. And it's like a picture of Spencer's father cleaning a little kid's teeth. So where's their money from? I don't know. So this is a work in progress and I'm determined to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) And I just wasted like 45 minutes trying to find their half sister before you called. (laughs) <laughs> Which I didn't realize she was a half sister. I didn't either, but now Until I know an article. Right. And, and for all of you listening to this, I literally this second just tweeted the article we're talking about. So um, go to our Twitter when you're listening to this or when you're done and find the article and read it. It was really good. Yes. Her name is Kristen and she's not a Pratt because William Pratt is not her father. So I've got a couple candidates as possibilities, but I'll try and confirm next time. But that's that. Well, it was good. I mean, it was a good article. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. I Stephanie got up to some stuff. Holy shit, you are not. I mean, we don't need to go into it now because everyone can read the article. But like, whoa. Yeah, it was. Whoa. It was just a little tidbit for you guys. In <laughs> rehab, she broke her own arm so she could get painkillers, and then they didn't give them to her. I'm just going to leave that right there. Yeah, it was messier than I expected. I know. I kind of well. I'd wanted to read her book, but now I feel like all the good parts of the book were in the article. So I don't know if it's worth the time, but eventually I'll read the book. Maybe we should buy that bottle of tequila and have a drunken reading of Stephanie's book. Do you think there's an audio book? <laughs> or we could just reenact it ourselves. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> all right, let's jump into this episode. Um, and we also have yet to discuss the opening credit stills at all. And my oh, favorite, I have a joke about them. My favorite part is when Spencer puts the crystal on his forehead. Oh, my favorite part is introducing Misha Barton. Yeah. <laughs> like, hers is the most dramatic, because it's like introducing Misha Barton. Right. Um, speaking of drama, can we talk for just two seconds about the music they were playing over the recap? Like Jaws was coming. It was the most oh, overly yeah. dramatic. I mean, ridiculous ridiculous how overly dramatic the music was for the recap. I mean, you thought someone, it sounded like someone with according to the music, you would think someone was dying. Yeah. It's almost like the episodes, like the first episode of Beverly Hills this season that started with the fight and then it went back. It was like that. It was very dramatic. So we opened the episode and we are at Avenue LA. Yes. With Spencer and Heidi And they are preparing to throw a party for Pratt Daddy Crystals. Which I said this was, most of this episode was just a giant infomercial for Pratt Daddy Crystals. Yes. Um, So it's going to be the biggest party they've ever had. And Crystals are Spencer's true love and passion. It's going to be a next level party with a crystal healer. Um, Personally, my favorite part of the scene was when Spencer was talking about what it's like to run a business with your spouse. (laughs) (laughs) and he says it's not chill to run your own business (laughs) and i believe that i agree my only takeaway from this and i tweeted about it and someone tweeted me back forty thousand dollars for an open bar which i did the math and that's 160 dollars a person that is insane to me i know they said top shelf and the person that tweeted me was like because i said that at my birth at my 40th birthday I had an open bar literally all night and I spent, it was either 3000 or 3500 I can't remember which. Um, and, and you were there. And yep. 
I mean, and people drank top shelf and whatever. So $40,000. And I bet this party only lasted two hours. Right. I mean, I don't think it was an all night party. It seems egregious to me. And so someone tweeted me and was like, that's $25 a drink. Well, is LA drinks that much more expensive than DC drinks? Because here a drink is 15. Yeah. I have no idea. And 160 a person. I mean, is every person having 10 drinks? Like, I don't, that just seemed a ridiculously inflated number to me. Um, Wells talked about that on Prattcast. He said that that we did. What did he say? He said it seemed really stupid to him too. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like that's nuts to me. It's too much money. I mean, there. And the other thing is that I learned when I was shopping around and trying to find a place to have my party that they're really my like my open quote unquote open bar. I just paid for everyone's drinks. Yeah, like they rent them all up. Like they give you an estimate. They're like, I think this is about how much it's going to cost. But it wasn't like a carte blanche. Yeah, that happened at my wedding too. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it just stuck in my craw. And then the only other thing I have to say about that is that Steph and the mom are coming to the party. And as we know from Prattcast, last week, Stephanie is claiming that she was invited and then took her mother as the plus one. And on the show, she's claiming that that phone call Heidi got was fake and making it seem like the mom was bringing Stephanie, when in fact it was the other way around. Okay. Which I feel like it backs it up because later on we see that Stephanie shows up head to toe brat daddy gear and mom did not. So I feel like that validates what she was saying. God, the amount of manipulation these people will go to for television. Like I, I couldn't even give something that much energy. Yeah, I know. Um, the other takeaway, and maybe this is why the open bar was so expensive is that the club completely swindled Spencer and Heidi because they have a massive spending problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Very true. And, and Spencer basically says they just ran out of money. They just couldn't stop spending it. And they just ran out, which <sighs> it's so on that road again, I think, but I hope not. I hope not for their sake. So then we go to Misha's house. Yep. And she's working with her acting coach. Mallory. Thank, yeah, good call. I mean, I said it says with ellipsis question mark. Mallory, the acting coach. Now, again, about this, I, as much as I love Misha, not a ton happened. I don't have a ton to much to say about it. The only thing that I thought was hysterical is that when she was talking about her mother being her acting coach, and she's like, my mom's not around anymore, which I thought meant she was dead. Like the way she said it, and her mom is not dead. Well, her mom was her manager, and now she's not. I know, but she says, like, now that my mom's not around. I mean, the way she said it, if anyone heard it out of context and almost in context, it sounded like she was saying her mother had died. Yeah, she did. Um, And she has an independent film audition with Kelsey Grammer coming up. Yeah, I don't know how Camille feels about that. I know. And it got, it gets mentioned again later. So now I, I should have looked up this film instead of trying to find Spencer and Stephanie's sister. (laughs) Um, and I wonder if Misha Barton got the gig. So I'll try and look that up for next time. I don't know. I mean, it would have been, well, there's an easy way to tell. I'm going to pull up her IMDb right now. Yeah. Uh, Cause it'll say, I mean, Misha Barton, here we go. Um, filmography, Actress. Uh, I don't don't think she did. Because the top thing is the Benevolent to Moscow. I have a feeling Kelsey Grammer's not in that. 
No, and when you Google the two of them together, it's all just a recap from the episode. So <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, but anyway, the the uh, you know the good news for Misha is that she's got this audition and she's really excited to get back into acting and make herself happy again. Which is good. I mean, I'm happy for her and I hope it works. Yeah, agreed. And from Misha's house to Linda's house. And Linda Thompson just happens to be looking through old photos <laughs> of like Brody and Spencer when Brody and his wife, Caitlin, walk through the door for family dinner. And we get more about Brody wanting to rekindle things with Spencer, but he makes it really hard. And his brother Brandon shows up, Princes of Malibu, yet again. <laughs> and then we talk more about Caitlyn Jenner. I was loving all of the Princes of Malibu, like, sh- uh, shout-outs in this episode. I mean, it was great. Yeah. It was like a Princes of Malibu reunion. Um, the only thing that I had to David, say about too. it. Yeah, later on. So it was great. I love that Brody and Brandon used to have a rap duo called the Double B Boys. Um, I would give lots of money to hear one of their songs. Um, But the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways I had about this was why is Linda still living in the house? She still has the house she lived in with Caitlin? Because she says, like, it was in this house right over there where Bruce told me that he, and I was like, what? She, so she kept the house, lived with David Foster. Do we think she rented it? Probably. I was just, I was gobsmacked to realize that that was the house she lived in with, with a Caitlin. Um, and then, yeah, like, and I also, the house is gorgeous. Like when they were sitting outside, like it was really pretty. Um, I like seeing the old pictures, like you said. And then, I mean, it was just, yeah, it was a lot of sad stuff about how Caitlin's a shitty dad. And yeah. I put them in my notes that Linda's a saint. She's, like, even I like her. That, she's, I mean, she was just like, well, like, Caitlin was really going through something. And, I mean, she just has so much empathy. Like, I, I mean, not that my mom doesn't have empathy, but I was like, oh, I wish she was my mom. Like, she's just such a sweetheart. Yeah, I, I love Linda Thompson. I really, really do. And she said, I don't, I don't give Caitlin a pass. There's no excuse for not being a parent. And it's not wrong to have hurt feelings, but, you know, carrying it around will only weigh you down, basically, is what she tells Brody and Brandon, which is really supportive of everybody involved, honestly. Um, And we have yet to discuss, on a totally different note, the sweater that Brody's wearing in his confessional. I don't even think I noticed it. It's giving me Jax Taylor season one of Vanderpump Rules vibes, where it's like kind of slouchy. a giant cable knit? Kind of. It's a, it's not a chunky cable knit though. It's just like a ribbed sweater, but it's like kind of hanging off his shoulders and like the neck is kind of wide. Oh, I'll it's, have to pay attention next time. It's not wrong, but I, I don't know that it's right. <laughs> and it's like pale pink. Well, I'm here for the pale pink. Yeah. Um, so anyway, sorry, I digress from Linda Thompson being amazing. Um, I also love how much love Brody has for his mom. As he should. She's awesome. Yeah, she really is. And I, the more I see Brody's wife in episodes, the more I like her too. I like her as well. And I don't get like all of this vitriol 
coming from Spencer and Heidi toward like I don't I have yet to see any evidence of the fact that she's trying to keep Brody from them. I I think it's bullshit. I feel like they're it's making it bullshit. Up. I see I don't see any evidence of it. Like none. Oh, so that was another thing that Wells said on Prattcast today that he said he wanted to talk to Brandon Lee about Brody and Spencer. And he said, from my perspective, watching this show, it seems like Brody doesn't really want to be Spencer's friend anymore, at least not the way that they were, but doesn't know how to say it. Or Spencer's just not understanding. Yeah. And Brandon didn't disagree. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of how it came across. All right. Anything else about Linda or Caitlyn no. Jenner? I mean, and the only other thing I wrote was that Caitlyn Jenner sucks. Yeah, I know. Um, and then we go to the spa with Heidi and Audrina. Voda spa. Yeah. And um, the, did you have much to say about this? Because literally, the only thing that I had to say about it is they need to stop trying to make a loan date happen. I know. There's girls' lunch. There's girls' night. There's get together. I've never heard anyone say a loan date ever in the, my life. And these two said it like 30 times in the span of three minutes. Well, also, why don't they just say our last date? Who cares? Like, I mean, I'm assuming they mean without the kids. I'm guessing that's what a loan date means since Audrina doesn't have a spouse, but still, or just say that like, this is our first date without the kids or the first time I've seen you without the kids in forever or, but a loan date is not going to happen. It's never going to become a thing. Stop it. Yeah. Um, and so Audrina has been very busy with court and her custody battle and her divorce should be finalized before the end of the year. And she cries talking about her daughter. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing is this entire episode was a bummer. It like, was a bummer. So many of the, I mean, the Brody and Caitlyn Jenner stuff and then like the Audrina custody stuff. And I felt like every time we got a takeaway to sell, I mean, it was just like heavy thing after heavy thing, after heavy thing, after heavy thing. So it was yes. kind of a bummer. She said, my daughter is a literal angel sent from God. I could cry. I love her so much. And then she has to like stop filming and, you know, do the Kardashian cry where she just like pats her eyes with her ring finger. Uh-huh. It, it was a lot. So then Adrina talks to Heidi about Justin and how he's changed his whole demeanor towards her and it's hurting her. And Heidi says, I think that Justin and Audrina have a sacred bond, but I don't think that Justin is what Audrina needs right now. And that's a nice way to say it, I think. And Audrina decides that she'll say something to him at the crystal party. Which she does. Yep. And then we get Brody's musical history. Yeah, we go to, to Brody and Caitlin's house. And um, I have to say, this is where we get another David, we get a David Foster shout out and an actual picture of David. And I have to say that Brody does seem genuinely fond of David. Agreed. Foster. Yeah. I mean, that is who I think raised him and who he considers a dad. Um, but I was shocked at like, the amount of, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like honest fondness for him. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if he, do we know if he's close at all with the David Foster's daughters, like Aaron and Sarah? I don't know because on Aaron and Sarah's show, they made a comment one time about how they have so many like 
step siblings and half siblings that like they don't even True like, story. Like, like someone could come up and say hi to me and I would just assume I was they were a sibling. Yeah, pretty much. So um because they're I mean they're a little bit older than he is, but they they probably would have been in the house at similar times sometimes. Because I don't know uh, for sure for sure, but I'm not sure what I mean who knows what kind of father David is to his wife's children. You know what I mean? Like yeah, true. Like I, I, who I, I, who knows how often he saw them. Yeah, that's true. And maybe they lived with their mother. I don't know. I mean, he could be to the Foster girls what Caitlyn Jenner is to Brody, for all we know. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um. So we listen to Brody's song, and he's watching the video in his studio at their house, and he explains that he grew up, you know, in a really musical environment with David Foster, and that Linda wrote "I Have Nothing." Um. And so they're throwing a, you know, record release party for his song. And I love that, like, Twitter is blowing up. And on the show, people were like, I had no idea Linda wrote songs. And I was like, we knew because we yep. watched Princess of Malibu. And Mare did a deep dive. Well, and we saw her perform in the stew that time. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I like that we knew that. I know. And I like that I found Brody's song last week it made me i when the music started in this scene i got really excited i was like hey i know that <laughs> um my favorite um, part of the scene was when um caitlin said that she didn't like to have unpredictable friends because she said that Spencer's unpredictable and brody was like you don't he's like i like all my friends to be unpredictable yeah makes life exciting right and then he says that spencer would be invited to the record release party but brody says it won't ruin my night if he doesn't come even though he wasn't invited to the crystal party. Yeah. That was the caveat. Like, even though I was invited to the crystal party, he's invited to the, the, the video release party. Yes. And then we go to, was it Mayfair? Was that what it, what Mayfair it was? Mayfair Hotel. Yeah. And it is now Brody's record release party. And um, he, what? No, go ahead. And Misha is finally back in the back in the mix not only is she back in the mix but she and linda are sporting dueling bedazzled jean jackets and i've never been more here for anything in my entire life it was incredible and again the 70s vibe from episode one to this episode living for it in a way that i really wasn't at first and i love that linda got in some elvis she yes had, when she comes in her jacket she's like it's from my elvis days so I'm assuming that she still has the Elvis room where she keeps all the Elvis clothes and all the Elvis stuff. I was jazzed about it. Yeah. And Brody says, you know, my mom is here. Of course my mom is here. If I made a porno, my mom would be there. <laughs> 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 Which seems very true. Like she just seems to love her boys a lot. And I, I think it's pretty cute. Um, a really quick little mini sidebar that I forgot to mention earlier. Um, I don't think Brandon's dealing with the divorce very well because he does not look great. No, he didn't. And I don't think he is. Um, I mean, their daughter was only like two, I think, and they decided to get divorced. And they were musical partners, as we discovered. So Yeah, I mean, he just looked kind of sad and sullen. And I just, you know, he looked, I worry for him. Yeah, he looked a little gray, too. Like his hair. Yeah, his hair is too long. Like, it just it wasn't good. I know. He is. He is handsome, though, like... The Jenners are handsome boys. He is handsome, but he just looked like beat down. Yeah. Like downtrodden to me. 
He looked like someone going through a bad divorce. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, so then not only do Misha and Linda have amazing jackets on, and I want them to have a shopping date. That's a new goal for this season. A hundred percent. And I hope they go to like a vintage store because it would just complete my vision. And they talk about how they've known each other for 17 years and how Misha was the absolute it girl. And then we hear about Kelsey Grammer again and how Linda ran into him, used to be neighbors. <laughs> I feel like Linda Thompson knows everybody and I want to know all everybody. the things. I want to know all the things that she knows. Well, I think the boo is pretty small. Yeah, and she's been there forever and was Ever. married to David and used to date Elvis. She knows some stuff. Yeah. That's does the she... autobiography I want to read. Yeah, I was going to say, does she have a book? I don't know. We'll have to look and see. Yeah. Um, so, you know, then we again, Brody's wife makes a, a comment about how Brody's father isn't there. And I, you know, I think that's going to be another reoccurring theme for them. Like Caitlyn Jenner is not going to show up on the show. I don't think Caitlyn Jenner is going to do anything when it comes to this show. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure I need to hear about it every episode. And Justin shows up to the record release party. And real quick. Yeah. I hate Justin. She does have a book. A little thing called life. Colon on loving Elvis Pre- on loving Elvis Presley, Bruce Jenner, and songs in between. Linda Thompson. O M G. I wonder if I, I can do- get it by tomorrow for my trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was googling the same thing, and you just beat me to it. And- uh, no, I can't get it delivered until Friday. Damn it! Can I get it on my Kindle like right now? Yes, I can. You can. Ugh, see, I don't read on Kindle. Well, I finished the book club book already, so maybe I'll read Linda Thompson's book now. Um, you also, according to mine, if you get it on Kindle, get a 75% credit. Okay. Then, oh, there's an further... audio book, too. Ooh. Only if, book? only if Linda reads it. Linda reads it. Maybe I'll All get right. the audio book. I didn't, really, right. I didn't need more convincing, but now I have even more. Um, so I thought that that. I had already seen Brody's band's video. So, you know, that part wasn't that exciting for me because I was already in the know, but I really enjoyed watching Caitlin watch Brody's video. She was smiling ear to ear and kept looking at him and was like taking pictures of him. And she took a video of the video and it was just very cute. Like she clearly has been a part of the process and rooting for him and his band. So well, and she was in the video. Yeah. It was just, it was very cute. Um, and then Justin comes up to Brody after the video premiere and says, let's make some bad decisions. And then we talk about Spencer a little bit more. And well, Michael. Thoughts and thoughts. Yes. Hit me. Um, Adam, the lead singer, can get it. And yeah. I'm going to take umbrage with Heather. Heather, if you're listening, he <laughs> looks nothing like James Kennedy. James, I mean, no. Like, James Kennedy is like a swizzle stick. And right. Adam, I, like, Ad, like James is so skinny. And Adam was, like, kind of buff and tattooed. And um, Adam can get it. And as much as I enjoy James Kennedy as a person, um, I do not want to bed him. Um, also, I thought it was weird that we didn't get to hear the whole song. 
Like it's MTV show. Like we hear a hundred songs during the course of this show and we couldn't hear, but three seconds of bad decision. Like what's up with that? I don't know where they draw the line on advertisements with this show. I will never know. Um, and then with the, the Justin Bobby talking part, um, the two things I had, I thought it was very interesting that Michael, you should tell or whatever the fuck his name is. Cannaboid man. Yeah. Um, is was listed as Brody's friend. I know. And he was Spencer's friend last week. And Brandon brought him up on Prattcast today. What did he say? I just so talked to Wells was asking Brandon how he meets girls, which was pretty gross. And Brandon was talking about how he does a lot of sliding into DMs. And Wells said, but how do you get Instagram models to just show up at a random pool party? And he was saying that his bros, like Michael Utzinger does the work for him, basically. Oh. It was pretty gross, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And then Stephanie goes, yeah, they're like pimps, Wells. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong. And But if I was an Instagram model and a celebrity's child and slash minor celebrity in his own right invited me to a pool party, I'd go. Right. So basically, like, this producer DMs you and says, there's a pool party out in Malibu with X, Y, and Z. That's it. Yeah, be like, bring sign, sign me up. Um, also, on a deep dive of Brandon and his brother's Instagrams this week, his younger brother is also a model and very attractive, and they're good friends with Pierce Brosnan's son. Oh, interesting. Yeah, random aside. Um, so <laughs> the highlight of this entire scene for me, aside from Caitlin being proud of Brody in a genuinely sweet way, was Brody imitating Spencer. Spencer, yes, it was the best. <laughs> It was so good. Um, And in Spencer's live tweeting, he threw a lot of shade this week, including at Linda Thompson, which I didn't think was very nice. Shut up. What did you say about Linda? He just like retweeted some other things that people said about Linda. So he can probably deflect blame. Nothing that bad, but I was surprised he brought the mothers into it at all. Especially Um, because she is an angel person and has been nothing but super nice to him his whole life. So fuck you, Spencer. Like that's not cool. And I couldn't see, I didn't check Brody's Twitter to see if he responded or said anything about Spencer's mom, but I'm, I'm guessing he didn't, but anyway. Um, but the one thing he did say was, I'll give Brody that impression of me. That is how I act with my crystals. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. So then we go to the Pratt Daddy workshop. Is that- My only takeaway from this was that I didn't know crystals were made. Um, like, I thought they just, like, dug them out of rocks. Well, I feel like when they're really big, they, like, cut them down and stuff like that. I mean, apparently, that's what he was doing. But I thought you just, like, cracked open a geode, and there you were. Yeah, my only note says boring with seven O's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it, it was just, like, more like Pratt Daddy Crystal infomercial. Yeah, and I, the crystal party was a lot more interesting. Um, so then we play tennis with Brody and Brandon. Um, we play aggro tennis with Brody and Brandon. Yeah, Brandon's good, though. Yeah. And he admitted today, he asked Wells, he said, did they make it seem like Brody got a single point? And Wells said, I don't remember why. And Brandon said, because Brody didn't get a single point. Like, I schooled him. <laughs> But I mean, to be fair, they showed three seconds of the actual tennis. So I don't I know, know what they're concerned about. No. Um, 
And Brandon is trying to date this girl, Ashley. And he doesn't want to be married five times like his parents. And then they have a weird conversation about how Pamela Anderson is hot, which she is. Um, Linda Thompson was also very hot back in her day. And like, it's like a weird, yeah, it's like a weird hot mom conversation, but whatever. Um, Um, I know it was everyone wants to fuck Pam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then again, Brody talks about his wedding, right? Uh, I kind of zoned out. (laughs) Yeah. He, he definitely brought up Caitlyn Jenner again. Um, and said that, you know, Caitlyn is still trying to figure out how to express her feelings, but won't really have a real conversation. So, and then Brandon goes on a date with Ashley. Ashley, who is 25. Um, I like them. I like Ashley. I like them as a couple. Yeah. Um, or like, like they're flirting. Yeah. Um, she kind of looks like Dua Lipa to me. A little bit. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I like that they, um, I like their whole, like, we're in the club a lot conversation. I tweeted and asked what club they were in so we could all go, but no response. I mean, I didn't tweet to them. I just tweeted to the universe, but, um, yeah, I needed to know what club. So if I'm in LA, I can hunt them down. Um, we learned that Ashley's favorite word is sick. She said it 8,000 times. Anything she liked was sick. Yep. Um, and my only real shocking takeaway from this is, I would like to know why you have to go in the dressing room to try on a jacket. <laughs> I know. Uh, Wells also asked Brandon, did you buy her the jacket? And he said he didn't remember. Oh. Yeah. I tried really hard to find her too, and I'm hoping I can, because Brandon said she's not a typical L.A. Instagram girl, so I wanted to see if that actually holds up or not. <laughs> well, and was she, she was the same girl from the pool party, right? She wasn't, apparently. Well, she wasn't. Okay, no. so it was a different... They all kind of look alike. Yeah, that's what he said on Prattcast anyway. Because okay. both Wells and Stephanie admitted they got confused and thought it was the same person. He said, no, it wasn't. Okay. So. But they, I agree, they were cute. And I think we're going to see Brandon go on more dates with her in this season. Based on what I heard today. So then we are in the car with Audrina and her friend and stylist, Joey. And she's talking about Justin again and how things with him are so weird right now. And there's this mess about the goodbye kiss and how she told Stephanie about it, but now Justin's denying it. And Joey gets really, really aggro about it. Yeah. I don't trust either of them. It's fake news and, you know, they're full of shit or whatever she says. She gets really, really heated about it. And I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. Cause I couldn't figure out if she was like, cause later on she comes in hot yeah. in a minute, but I couldn't figure out if she's like, is she bucking for more time on the show? Yes, probably. I mean, that's the only thing that made sense to me because she was so riled up. Well, not to keep quoting Prattcast, but I'm glad I listened today because it does feel helpful. According to Stephanie, Joey was trying to get on the show more and tried to come on the Vegas trip with them. And MTV told Audrina, sorry, your assistant can't come. 
and Audrina and Joey were both mad about it. Oh, so Joey has gone from stylist to assistant? I guess. And Stephanie said, you can see in the scene, when I say goodbye to her, I hardly know who I'm saying goodbye to. I don't know who that woman is. Yeah. And she did say goodbye to her in a really awkward way. So but Yeah, I, mean, I just assumed that a lot of it was like bucking for more airtime and should like try to cause drama to be on the show. Because it also, didn't make sense. It was weird. As much as I think Justin is attractive, based on supposedly everything we know about how difficult he's been with Audrina and how withdrawn he is and how he always ditches her and et cetera, et cetera, what friend would like try and make it happen? Like, I feel like if Joey were her real best friend, she'd be like, forget him, Audrina. He's not worth it. He's done this to you before. If he's going to go hang out with Stephanie, let him hang out with Stephanie. And instead she just like really flies off the handle and I don't get it. Uh, So then we're at the crystal party. Let's do it. And I already told Frank and I'm so sorry. My notes are weak and I tried to rewatch this scene and my recording wasn't working. So. All right. Well, I got the notes because I just watched it last night for the second right. So we enter the crystal party. First, we see the crystal wizard, who yeah. was the guy making the crystals. And then all the tie arrives. Then Jason and Ashley arrives. Yeah. Then Janet, the Pratt mom, arrives with Stephanie. Stephanie arrives in a Pratt daddy shirt, which I was really impressed with. Um, we then, Audrina and Joey arrive. Then Frankie. Then we get to see Jen, who's Frankie's wife. Um, then Justin arrives. Um, my, now my only, like the, so that was the order in which they arrived. Um, I thought that I tweeted this, that Heidi looked like she came from a fish concert. It was, no, I called it a tie dye nightmare. Yeah, it was a tie dye nightmare. Why wasn't she wearing bulky and she usually looks so cute. Why did Stephanie like cut hers into a cute tank top? I'm wondering why Heidi didn't do that. Or why wasn't Heidi wearing like a dress made of crystals or something? I don't know. I do know that I need Spencer's shirt. Like I want a Pratt Daddy shirt now with the actual crystals on it. I haven't had a chance to go online and see if they sell them. Um, Didn't I get you one? No, you got me one that has pictures of the crystals, but his had actual like bedazzled. Oh. Yeah. And I told you I spilled guacamole on mine and I'm still depressed about it. I need to get another one. Um, I love that shirt. Uh, I wore all the time. Spencer would approve of that guacamole stain if it came from a burrito, though. Uh, He 100% (laughs) would. I may have come from a burrito. I don't remember. It happened at the beach um, last year. But um, then we get... So the the other note I had about this was that it was a very female-heavy party. I did not see a lot of men. And I guess maybe there aren't as many male influencers or maybe not as many male influencers who would be interested in crystal necklaces. I don't know, but there was a lot of women. Um, I would would say that's probably accurate. Yeah. I feel like male Instagram influencers are more fashion or fitness or sports or like not saying that crystals are a more female thing necessarily, but that just seems, I feel like that's how influencers are on Instagram, at least right now anyway. Spencer is um, the only crystal influencer who's male that I know. <laughs> and I was paying laser focus to um, how much people were drinking. Not much. I mean, people should have been puking in the corners for the amount of money they spent on alcohol for that party. Um, there should have been a lot more drinking going on. 
Stephanie said they lied just to make it seem like they had money. I believe that. I 100% believe that. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to me. Um, so then we get um, Justin, Bobby, and Audrina finally have their conversation um, about the kiss. And he said, she said, was it a kiss? Was it not a kiss? You made it seem like we were making out. We cut to commercial in the middle of the fight. They come back from commercial. Yeah. Um, they continue. The one thing that I thought was weird. So then during the, the, the Justin and Bobby Audrina fight, we get a cutaway to Joey talking to Frankie and everybody. And that's when she out of the blue is coming in fucking hot about Stephanie and Justin Bobby. Yeah. I mean, fucking like, how could you not believe that? What, what makes you think that they wouldn't be? Why would you trust Stephanie? I mean, and she was, says, she says she's a shady bitch. I, yeah. Like you don't even know her. Like, what are you talking about? Because Justin drove to her house. Stephanie's a shady bitch. I didn't I, understand. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't understand. I don't either. But then I didn't understand when Justin is talking to Audrina and trying to explain his connection with Stephanie. It's that neither of them are married or have kids and they both have siblings. <laughs> it was so weird. He's like, she's not married. I'm not married. We don't have kids. She has an older brother. I have a younger sister. I'm like, what? Like, huh? Yeah. So I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I don't, okay. I don't get it. Um, and I did say though, that I thought Adrena looked beautiful. Like even when Justin Bobby yeah. walked away, I mean, she just looked gorgeous. She's looking so pretty right now. I mean, not that she wasn't always pretty, but she really is just coming into her own. I feel like she looked gorgeous. She's getting really back into the paparazzi shots on the beach, by the way. <laughs> That's she's had a couple. Oh, photos. oh yeah. She's had a couple photo shoots in the past few weeks. The daily mail has been all over it. Um, and I noticed that when Justin walked away from Audrina, they edited it to make it look like he was walking towards Stephanie. A hundred percent. Like she was rolling her eyes. Right. And, and I think she didn't say come here. Like there's a voiceover where she's like, come here. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm curious if that was accurate or not. I mean, all of this is leading up to next week in Vegas. Like that's all of this is just lead in filler to with Vegas next week where Audrina, it looks like confronts Stephanie about the madness that is her relationship with Justin Bobby. Yep. Now the one thing that we need to talk about, cause that's pretty much the episode is, where the fuck is Whitney? Where the fuck has Whitney been for two episodes? I have no idea. And how is it that she's in the opening credits, but Caitlin isn't? And I and like Ashley isn't and Jason isn't. And they've been in it more than Whitney. I know. I also did discover um because Ashley is a tweets now, so we follow her. Yeah. Um she's a hairdresser, which I did not know. Oh, yeah. I actually did know that from her Instagram. I should have informed you. I also uh, hope that Jason and his wife get something to do other than just, like, stand in the background at parties. I agree as well. But I think because Jason doesn't drink and his whole new thing is, like, this calm. Like, I don't see him getting caught up in the fray. That's just not who he is now. No, and he admitted that one of his strategies for sobriety is that, or it's also something he's grown tired of, is parties. That they just leave every party early because they don't find them that entertaining. 
Um, well, of course not. Like watching people get shit housed if you're sober is is boring. Yeah, but I'm just saying we've watched some people go on some quote unquote alone dates, and perhaps I want to see Jason have one. Oh, agreed. I would much rather see Jason and Ashley out on a date. I would love to see anyone talk to Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how is she in the crowd? I mean, I'm assuming she's not going to Vegas. How yeah. is she opening credits? I don't know. Or like, can we get like Jason and Justin Bobby having coffee and smoking cigarettes and, oh, you know, gossiping or whatever? I'd yeah. be very into that. Yeah. That's what I mean. But that's all I got. And next week looks like a good one. Next week is going to be a good one. And um, Stephanie, like we thought it was happening this week, last week's podcast, Stephanie said that a Vegas episode is like lit, like a lot of stuff happened. So I think we're going to get a good one. Now, I do have to have a caveat for all of you. I am going to be in Lake Tahoe. I am leaving Friday, so I will be there for Monday. I am going to live tweet the episode. The, the caveat is, though, I don't know if I'm going to live tweet it East Coast time or West Coast time. So I can, I, I can watch it at 7 o'clock in California because I will have my tablet and I can do it through my streaming thing, but I may end up being stuck at dinner or something. So I will do it, but it'll either be at 7 o'clock, well, it'll either be at 10 o'clock East Coast time or 1 in the morning. Hopefully, yeah. I'll shoot for 10, but... Yeah. And are we going to take a week off from recording or do you think you'll get time away? No, to- I can do it. I mean, we'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I just need an hour. And with the time difference, it'll be easy for me. Okay. Because right. you get home from work. What time do you get home from work? Like six? Yeah, whenever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's three o'clock there. So I'll be done with the pool. I'll go into the room and we'll just knock it out. All it right. may not be a very long episode, but we'll do it. I know. If Vegas is a good one, though, it could be. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. But I mean, we will get it done. I, 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 am committed to do this every week, no matter what you, you are a trooper. You are cutting into vacations like week after week here. I, I know, but I'm doing I'm, work. I'm committed. You and your live tweets, like you're, you're winning this, this special podcast episodes. You are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, it's been fun and we will talk to you in a week. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>